This is a CBC Podcast. The Premier is in Dubai this week, and here at home, MLAs are taking a break from debate in the legislature too. The fall sitting, preceded by that emergency sitting, is done. We know the government expects to bring in a lot less money than anticipated, but the need to spend it is growing as the government sends patients out of province for important medical procedures. For more on all of it, we've reached our political panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan, and Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post, and then they join us Fridays at this time. Hi, guys. Good morning. So, Adam, it sounded like it ended a little bit testily, according to our news. This has been uh, kind of a pattern over the last, like, usually when the things, and you know this, when the end of the session or the sitting happens. It's like kids in June, right? Just yes. bursting to get out of class. And sometimes the last couple of days can be like, everyone's kind of like, oh, you know what? We had our arguments. We had our differences. Things that not wasn't the case yesterday. There was, uh, you know, heated, heated back and forth, accusations, name calling, uh Question, uh, calls for apologies from the speaker, and it got ugly. And uh, afterward, you know, it resulted in Mira Conway uh, being asked to apologize. She didn't, and she had to leave and was escorted out. Jeremy Harrison was asked to apologize. He did, so he got to stay. And then afterwards, there was, you know, a pretty, you know, I'd say, you know, interesting back and forth with Minister Harrison about uh, his characterization of the protest a few weeks ago where he was describing them as rioters. And we pointed out, well, there was, you know, violence, no uh, damage to property, no arrests. How can you call it a riot? Well, I saw a riot. And, you know, during that, the, the, you know, the emptying of the assembly, the reporters and the people that were leaving were uh, in the same area. And the politicians, specifically the government politicians, were in a corridor uh, where Jeremy Harrison had said that, well, we were secured and we were locked in that place. And it came out uh, through this committee meeting that they were locked in by themselves, that it wasn't security that did that because the NDP said, hey, wait a second, we weren't locked in anywhere. So that sort of uh, back and forth, Mir Conway said he, Jeremy Harrison lied about this and that was you know, one of her accusations that he was – and of course, you know, she didn't say lie in the House but she insinuated that he was stretching the facts or bending the facts and that's not allowed in the House. So that's kind of what happened but it was, it was a culmination as you say and a pretty, pretty um, heated finish to what was – what started as also a pretty intense – uh, debate over parental rights. And so it's kind of this bookend where we started early. That was very controversial. That was a, you know, very emotional. intense, emotional, yeah. yes. And now that's kind of how it ended. And it's it's bookended with this other issue and um, with this protest that happened a few weeks ago. And so there, and there won't be an investigation ultimately. That was the conclusion. That's why that was discussed. The government called for an investigation initially, went to committee. Then the government members voted against having an investigation. So there won't be an investigation into the protest. What about the the new rules and such that people can't just wander in to watch proceedings anymore? You need seventy two yeah, hours. Yeah, you have to be locked up in your in your. Uh, <laughs> those have been they they they've lifted those rules right yeah. after. Okay. Yeah. What do you make of this? Uh, of the rules or the no, session? No, of Jeremy Harrison oh, okay. saying this uh, was a riot. Well, I don't want to be too unkind, but worst, most childish, petulant, uh, unprofessional performance I can remember in recent time. Don't know how else to describe it. Uh, uh, it's his conduct in the rotunda is not acceptable. His conduct in the house is not acceptable. Scott Moe is the one accepting that. And I can only think he's accepting that for the political benefit uh, they have of driving in a wedge issue, of which he's good at. He stood up and called a lawyer, a fellow MLA, an anti-Semite, based on nothing. She didn't do anything. She didn't stand up in, in 
uh, the House, as did Jennifer Bozeman. I'm talking about Mira Conway, who was kicked out and had to eventually basically apolo- uh, was asked to apologize for basically saying, no, I'm not an anti-Semite. Uh, after uh, after uh, being accused of such, she did the honorable thing, I think, and basically called Jeremy Harrison out and said, look, this, this, you're being ridiculous. You're being a ridiculous, petulant child. And this, this is consistent with his behavior and how he tends to conduct himself over years of, of such. Yet, it not only tolerated, it's rewarded uh, by the premier uh, who, you know, like most of the time he's not around at this time of year because he's off on some trip at uh, his government house leader uh, come late. Uh, but he happened to be here while Scott Moe was off on a trip. And when Scott Moe is gone, the behavior gets even worse as it did yesterday. And I sit back and look at it and say, no wonder people are so disillusioned with politics and our legislature uh, uh, in general, when you have leaders like Jeremy Harrison should be acting as if he gets to set all the rules and is never allowed to question them. And that's the real big problem, I think, with the government all session. I think Adam alluded to it and we talked a little bit about it off air about how this whole session was about father knows best. We will tell you which pronouns uh, your kids are allowed to use and we will – because parents know best and we know best. We will uh, – break the rules in terms of sending women out of province for mammograms because we didn't have enough uh, uh, foresight to basically think that we have a problem here and and deal with the system. And we should get credit for doing this even though it's costing 10 times more than it should. And how dare you question uh, that we didn't over and over again. This was the theme of this session. And I can't imagine that that's not going to eventually hurt government. They're doing this for a deliberate wedge issue and maybe it's working for now. Maybe people are buying into the notion that that there was a riot going on that's completely fictitious and, 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 and Jeremy Harrison is making up big fat ones in the House and, 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 and in the rotunda about what actually happened, which were just factually incorrect, factually incorrect based on what security was writing in a letter saying, no, this does not happen. We did not lock you in the lounge. You chose to do that. No, the children were not threatened. And oh, by the way, if you were so damn worried about the children being threatened, why do you lock yourself in the lounge while the little kids were walking out? That's not what adults do. Adults take care of kids. And this is the problem. I think things like that are eventually going to catch up to this government at some point. But for now, I think it, sadly, in some ways it's kind of working for them because it really secures the base. It really secures the narrative about uh, you know about them taking a strong stance on issues as they are with the federal government. And to be quite frank, one of the, the untold stories this session was basically every time they seemed to be getting into hot water, along came the federal government saying and doing something stupid to bail them out. And, and you know, uh, that's a wedge political issue too. But you know what? It works to their advantage. It's just you have to be reasonable, decent and smart. And I didn't see that from uh, the government quite often. This session. I certainly didn't see that from Jeremy Harrison. He got a question leadership here. We did see the federal government come along and give the Saskatchewan Party government more fodder this week, the latest with this cap-and-trade system, Adam. And, of course, the premier can still access social media in Dubai, so he's been able to weigh in on that as Saskatchewan tells its story at COP28. What's the premier been doing this week? Yeah, we've like, we've got some pretty good access, actually, to the premier, to be fair. And they've made opportunities for us to chat with him, and, uh, and they've put out his schedule and he's been posting and everyone that's over there, a lot of the people that we talked to beforehand are, are posting on social media, pretty pre-active, showing the pavilion, what's going on there, you know, meeting with different uh, premiers, both current and former. 
in Canada. And so I think, you know, we have a sense of what's happening there. And the government, uh, you know, they they spent a lot of money to go there. So they are kind of backing it up by saying, hey, we're doing something here. This isn't just us signing an MOU or going to meet with some people. It's 700 Fifty plus thousand dollars on the pavilion space, two hundred and forty-ish thousand dollars on ads. Uh, not to mention all the travel costs. Of course, the mayor of Virginia is there, the city manager. So there's, uh, you know, a pretty big expense to go to Dubai, and this is all coming, as you say, in the backdrop of, as and Marie alluded to, all sitting long. There were carbon tax stories that were happening, whether it was the heating oil exemption in the Maritimes, which forced Sask Energy and the government to go, okay, wait, we're going to exempt it from people's bills. We're going to give them a break on cost of living. Then we had the Clean Electricity Standards uh, Tribunal from the Sask First Act get put into work. We have uh, the cap, uh, oil and gas cap this week, the methane. Uh, you know, So it's just uh, over and over again, This I, I thought it was a fire hose of information, plus the government saying, we're now going to spend money on uh, uh, carbon capture, spend some of this technology fund, we're going to put it into our SMR development. Mm-hmm. So all these things are happening. And as Murray was mentioning, like there's just uh, all this stuff also happening in the background. It was it's overwhelming at sometimes amount of things that were coming in. As Murray mentioned, a lot of it got, went back to the federal government and Scott Mullen, that familiar foe of, hey, you're doing wrong by us. And now he's got a platform in Dubai where he's sharing the story of Saskatchewan, as you say. And all this stuff is happening while we're talking about more uh, emissions caps and things like that that are going to affect Saskatchewan. Murray, the opposition's been on side with a lot of the premier's points on that issue when it comes to um, carbon capture, even joining the government and making sure that you know sanctions aren't brought to bear if we don't submit the the tax as the government says it will not. What do you make of that? Is that a good strategy for the NDP in this province to be on side on climate change and energy issues? Well, politically, yeah. It, it, it absolutely is, although it, it, it's a painful strategy. The NDP have certain factions within them that may or not be active in the party right now that are to the left that are very much opposed to uh, uh, to the environmental stance that uh, that Carla Beck is making and, and sort of the practical reality that Saskatchewan makes its money from oil, gas, mining, agriculture, where we are big polluters. And uh, uh, Scott Moe is in in Dubai right now selling the notion that while we might be big polluters and while I don't really care if we're the most per capita uh, GHGs, we, we do better than we likely could otherwise because of all the things that we do and, and look at our strategies in terms of how we deal with this. And he's selling that notion. He's putting up videos from farmers mocking uh, environmentalists at an environmental conference, which is kind of weird, uh, but, but, but it sells here. Carla Beck knows that. The NDP strategists that – know that in a way they didn't know it under Ryan Miley and and uh, before who was into who was into health issues into social uh, concern issues that appeased and appealed a certain segment of uh, uh, of uh, the population but a certain segment that got him 12 seats if Carla Beck has and the NEP have a hope of getting any more seats it really has to be appealing that center core. They've got to make a breakthrough in rural Saskatchewan. They've got to do things. They're nowhere close to doing that right now. And the reason why is because – and this is the sad part – is what we saw from Jeremy Harris this week probably works. It vilifies, it divides, but it basically solidifies a lot of the seats which happen to be rural seats that the SAS party have in which they uh, 
feel comforted that there's a huge cabal out there between federal liberals and federal New Democrats and provincial New Democrats who are radical. Look, listen to all the language they use who are extremists. Listen to all the language uh, they continue to use. They throw that ball into a big fat narrative and they keep rolling it downhill. And, uh, and it, it, I think you'll see even more of that in the coming year because it'll pick up steam going down to the next election. But it's worked for them. And unfortunately, what works for them in the short-term political cycle doesn't work well for a province that's growing, that's attracting more people of uh, diverse background right now and more, more city people and more uh, people that are, are looking at the world from a different perspective. Uh, you want to know why you don't uh, get doctors or nurses or other people from around the world coming here? Look at the way you behave in the legislature. Look how welcoming you are. For many people's strengths, not so much. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. You're welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.